0: We are just celebrating uh, those 20 years of God's faithfulness to us and all of the things that have happened in that way too, way too many things to even be able to recount. But I'll do my best to bring a couple of them uh, as highlights. There have been ups and downs and twists and turns all along the way. And uh, here we are. Maybe you've been a part of that journey uh, at some point, maybe in the gym or over at the Lions or here, and especially if you were part of that early church planting effort, I hope that your heart is leaping for joy this morning because you were a part of that, and we're all celebrating that together. We have this great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. You know, I would never have believed 23 years ago when we were packing a U-Haul in Prescott, Arizona and planning to move up to Spokane that, uh, that I'd be standing here looking out at your beautiful faces today. Never, never would have dreamed that. We, we had explored all over the Northwest, uh, driving literally to cities and praying and asking God, where do you want us? And uh, we ended up moving to Spokane out of all places. Someone gave us a travel trailer. And uh, so we parked this travel trailer on someone's property up by Deer Park. And they let us stay there for no charge. And we were able to just live out of this travel trailer, go out and pick apples. And it was in September, uh, another September that happened, but 23 years ago. And walk around and just be amazed at how beautiful this area was. And, uh, but our stint there on this person's ranch lasted only so long because our kids had watched Home Alone and they decided that they would set traps for the owner. I don't know why, but they greased up his tractor and they put rakes where he would hit himself in the head and did different things, and we got kind of asked to leave after that. Our kids helped us leave many different locations that we planted churches before. But uh, so we moved on to South Hill, and I worked in Liberty Lake, in a computer job and travel back and forth. And it was on I-90 going to Liberty Lake that I felt, God say, move north, plant north. And so I met with Joe Whitwer for a lunch. It was about a year after we had lived here. And I was going to just say, hey, we want to plant a church up north. And I, I took him out to lunch. And at that lunch, he like flipped the table on me. And he's like, instead of you going to plant right now, how about if you come to work for us as our kids' pastor? And I thought, well, I didn't even think of that one. And we prayed about it for a couple days, and lo and behold, God had confirmed in our hearts that's what he wanted us to do. And so we were their children's pastor for two years, and then they sent us out uh, from uh, Life Center in 1999 of September. And we had gathered together uh, some people. There were some brave people who were willing to follow Us And we kind of together collectively as a team uh, met and moved north. And uh, so there were about 50 of us that included kids. And some of you are here today that were part of that original launch team. And I just want to say thank you for taking a risk on this place. Thank you for stepping out in faith and all of the hard work that it took to do that. Well, two of those 50 people were Ron and Debbie Strom. And uh, we met them while we were doing kids' ministry. They actually, Debbie became our first paid staff person as our kids' pastor. And Ron was the amazing sound guru who set up the gym so it sounded sounded really, really good. And uh, so I wanted them to just share a little of the story of the Northwood Middle School gym, which we met for four solid years. So let's play this video and we'll, we'll let them tell the story.
1: Ron Strong. I'm
2: Debbie Strong, and we've been a part of North Church for 20 years.
1: We felt like the Lord was calling us to, to Life Center North, and uh, uh, we talked about it, prayed about it, and when the time came, we, we committed to it.
2: We had about, I think, 50 in our core group, but it wasn't just adults, it was families. So, you know, kids from the age of six were setting up classrooms, and It's riding with their parents to help move the
0: trailer, and
2: it was definitely a family
0: affair. Well, the Mountain Movers were a group of um, initially guys, but then their families joined in, which were committed to bringing the trailer with all of our equipment in it to the gym. And then we had, I believe, 12 or 14 boxes that came off. They were on wheels, and everything was, our entire church was in those boxes which was the coffee, children's ministry, sounds and light, or everything that we needed to do church was in those boxes. So the mountain movers were uh, really dedicated to making sure that everything got to where it was supposed to be. And it was it was quite a feat. Every Sunday, it was quite a feat. Just a little glimpse. I love that trailer because it's still being used. <laughs> he used it in his church plant, and there's now a Cheney church plant with real-life ch- is using the same trailer, so to see that it's still going. Um, Well, we were pretty scrappy, and it took a lot of work to set that church up for four years. You saw in the snow, and uh, oftentimes, and, you know, we did the two services, and, you know, kids are setting up directional signs, people are setting up classrooms in the hallways of the school, and, and coffee bar, you would have loved this, coffee bar, we had these these five-gallon jugs, you know, that we would fill up with water out of the sink of the bathroom. And then we'd just haul those over and just start making the coffee. No one knew the difference. <laughs> hey, it was free, so can't complain. But you know what we learned more than anything was that, was that the church is not a building. It's not all the cool gear. It's not the stuff. It's not even Sunday morning services. Church are people filled with god's spirit called on mission a mission that is the jesus mission to let the world know that jesus is alive that he's real that he can change your life and he can save your soul that we are we were a people on mission and it was about serving our city and it was about working as a team it was about mobilizing people in their spiritual gifts and just watching what god would do through through just a scrappy people who who wanted to make a difference. You know, at one point we did a survey of the church. There were about 400 people at at one point before we left the, the gym, and half of those had come to faith in Christ. See, the mission of our church was and still is helping people say yes to God. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot more to it that could be unpacked beyond that, but when you boil it all down, that's really what it's about, is helping People helping those who are far from God find him and say yes to him and helping believers say yes to obeying God and helping all of us to listen to the Holy Spirit and say yes to wherever he is prompting us, whatever he's prompting us to do or go or say. I love the story found in Scripture in Acts chapter 9. It's of the conversion of Saul who became this amazing apostle, right, Paul, but the, the little-known person that we often don't even think about is a guy by the name of Ananias. Ananias is just this everyday believer. And this is an ordinary Christian who said yes to God. In Acts chapter 9, verse 10, God had given Ananias this vision. And God spoke to his heart, and he said, Now... Uh, there was a believer in damascus named ananias the lord spoke to him in a vision calling ananias and his response was yes lord and god told him then to go to a street called straight to find a guy by the name of saul who was you know putting christians in prison and killing a few of them and and he said i want you to go and boldly declare the gospel message to this person by the name of saul and Ananias is like, I, um, are you sure you got the right guy? I don't know, could one of the paid professionals do it? And God's like, no, I want you to go do it. And so he said yes to God. And he goes and he finds Saul and he lays his hands on him and he prays over him. And then Saul becomes a new believer in Christ and becomes the, the infamous Apostle Paul who wrote so many uh, so many of the letters in the New Testament. Aren't you glad that Ananias, just this everyday believer, just said yes to God? It's when your yes and my yes, and when we say yes to God, it leads to other people's yes to God, and our spiritual growth depends on that. Well, we just wanted every person in all of Spokane to know that God had a plan for them, that God loved them, that God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for them, and we wanted them to know that and and come into that experience. And let God change their life. And so that was what we were about. That's what we're still about. We started church planning early on, two years into the church. We're still meeting in the gym, still using the trailer, still setting up and taking down. Two years in, we sent our worship pastor out to Post Falls along with a group and a team of people to plant a church. And, uh, you know, as I look back over these 20 years, we have scores of leaders and church planners and senior pastors and associate pastors and nonprofit directors that have come out and through North Church and developed here and, and sent out. And, you know, a lot of that is because of you, the people who allow this to be a safe place to grow, to make mistakes, to fail, to speak. We have a teaching team. I mean, just all the different things that we as a church have said yes to God around team ministry and around developing leaders and allowing them to be sent out. And it's painful sometimes, but we've done that over and over again. Well, I just wanna get a quick show of hands. If you were part of the years at the gym, if you went there during that time, could you just lift your hand just so I can see really quick? Wow, that was a long time ago and you still look young. Can we give these guys a. We appreciate you. And we want to thank God for you and thank God for his faithfulness to us during those years. Well, it wasn't long uh, that we had extended our six month lease. You know, at a school, you're only supposed to. And we had met there for six months and renewed the lease and then re- and renewed the lease again. And uh, after about our seventh renewal, they were like, you really need to find a place. <laughs> Thank you, Northwood Junior High. You were so good to us. And uh, so we, uh, we did find a place finally. It was over off of Lion Street, and it was the old theater that was there. It was dilapidated. There were needles laying around, graffiti everywhere. The screens had been torn down. It was in horrible shape, which was perfect for us. <laughs> we had no money. And so uh, it was perfect because the least rate was really cheap. We went in with sweat equity and we just started to remodel it. And, uh, and for those of you who don't know, it's, it's kind of where Lowe's is right now. If you kind of go to the bathroom section where the toilets are, <laughs> that's where my office was. And it's just right in, that, right in that area because Lowe's bought that building out and ended up uh, building that. And, uh, but, you know, it was cool. When we moved in, we moved in from the suburbs to the city. Most churches were moving from the city out to the suburbs. But God had put it in our heart as well as provided this location to come back in to the city and to minister in our community, in our city, and in the neighborhoods that were very diverse around that, uh, that particular location. And uh, I have a photo of our first sign we had put up there. I think the sign was bigger than the building. Um, but check out that baby. That is uh, that was the old theater sign. But we had we had so we grew to four services. We had people walking, driving, uh, riding, whatever it took to get there. And we grew during that time. And many people came to know Jesus during those years. And it was it was a pretty exciting time. And uh, one of the things that w- what happened is we really grew in our heart for our community and for the needs that existed in our city. We started Serve Spokane during that time. And uh, Serve Spokane it was a nonprofit that was designed to kind of uh, collaborate with other churches, with schools, with our city in helping meet the needs of food and clothing and other kinds of needs that we met during those, those times when we launched it. And literally tens of thousands of people have been helped through Serve Spokane over these years, and Vinny and Kathy Del Piso have done an amazing job. That that old theater was pretty cool because uh, we would change out the stage settings. Let me show you this photo. We would change out our stage like every four to six weeks. It was a ton of work. We'd paint the whole backdrop, and we would do different things, and there's Tisa doing some art, but we would try to make these very creative services, and uh, so it would just be something that when people would come, they just didn't know what to expect. And I wanted Lyle, who is now a part of our church family here, but he he came to faith there at the Lions Theatre uh, during those years. Let's play Lyle's story.
3: I'm Lyle En and I'm an artist. church, I started right around 2000, and it was located right over behind Los lines it was, it was different, because it, um, it, it was a movie theater at one time, I knew it as a movie. couldn't tell what it was at first, and then I just said, Wow, oh, Connie, do they usually do this? And she said, No, at first time they did
4: it.
3: There was just something there. It gave me something to look at and I was listening to Mike, and all of a sudden it came up and it was a cross. it says, It is finished. And that's what I remember. And I was listening to Mike, and Mike, he I could understand what, I, what he was talking about. It was just like a... I spoke, my ears opened up and, and I was looking because I was, I drank and I smoked and I did all this stuff and um, it, it ruined my whole life. It was very low point. I was, in fact, I just, I didn't know what to do. I was just about ready to, you know, get rid of myself and do what, whatever, you know, happened. I just knew that I wasn't liberated. And I always said that. But then I went in there learned the Lord, you know, learned about the Lord. It was just like, okay, it's time. And he just, just clicked. It clicked for me. Oh, it's when the Lord finally to call him, but he could take it. He gave it to us and died for our sins on the cross. He didn't die for any of his own sin. He died for us. And that's why just, it's wonderful. And then when I got baptized, it just like everything just off me, like all my worries, my troubles, one life, another life, just like everybody does, you know. And um, it was just like, it was, like I just was washed all the way through and I didn't have any of that terrible, you know, all the stuff that I did wrong and stuff during my life. And all of a sudden, it just everything changed.
0: that Lyle what a great uh, we're so glad Lyle you you said yes to Jesus and that you're you're here and we love it not only were people coming to Christ and that's what it's really about isn't it as we look back over the years it's those lives that have been transformed and changed by the power of the living God uh, but we, we saw so many people coming to faith, but we also began to focus on leadership development. We spent a lot of time and a lot of effort doing that. Laurel Barr helped us to develop a ministry called Spokane Ministry Institute. And through her hard work and organizational skills, we were able to launch the School of Ministry to collaborate with five other churches. And uh, just put together uh, teams of people that would, would teach and help and minister and coach And from that Spokane Ministry Institute, there have been scores of people that have been raised up, uh, got their Bible certificate, kind of went out as pastors and church planters and are now leading various nonprofit organizations. And some of those leaders, like Jacob Powers and Kim, Kim and Jacob Powers became, uh, Jacob became a brand-new Christian, went through the SMI, served in ministry, earned a Bible certificate. And just had this passion for God. And he, he, he went out to plant. They went out as a team to plant the Airway Heights Church called the Heights Church. And uh, I've asked Jacob and Kim to come up here and just share a little bit of their story. Uh, come on up, you guys. I found this old photo of Jacob and me. We were baptizing in the river. And don't ask me why I have a hoodie on. <laughs> I don't really understand that. But. Nonetheless, there you are, Jacob. You—you you were a much younger man back then.
1: Well, Kim and I are so uh, grateful that you invited us here this morning to celebrate your 20th anniversary. And uh, we served uh, here at the Highs Church and attended from '05 to 2013, and then uh, ourselves. Last Sunday was our six years. We celebrated our anniversary. <laughs> We were watching that video. I'm like, that trailer and those bins are still so working. A lot more uh, screws, duct tape are keeping them together these days, but we're uh, able to, to pass them on. It's been an amazing adventure.
2: Yeah. Um, this morning, we're glad not only to have been invited, but that we get to share how instrumental Mike Tisa, but you as a whole North, North Church family, was able to nourish the call that God put in our lives. If you uh, would have met us early on, We were married through Life Center North, North Church. Uh, Dan Birch, who is now senior pastoring over in Edgewood, Washington. We had two glorious babies uh, that have grown and are thriving and flourishing. Um, But if you would have looked at us and said, hey, you guys are going to be senior pastors someday of your own church, I promptly would have laughed in your face to be perfect.
1: Well, the truth is, I still don't like the word senior pastor. Uh, I know it's gray hair now, but i would call it lead pastors. But honestly, I never saw ourselves in ministry. I never sat in front of a student counselor and said, hey, this is what I want to do with my life. In reality, I was an angry 25-year-old guy in college. I was bartending out of the military just trying to figure out my life. And there was this moment where I got invited to go to a church service and it wasn't the church that caught my attention. I had this encounter with Jesus, and something started to shift inside of me. And but for six months uh, at Life Center, I kind of just floated around. But I know deep in my heart, there was just something else out there. There was there's another step.
2: And that next step was meeting me. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 but uh, at the time, I had been attending, serving on the coffee bar here. I was even on the church softball team, bright orange shirts. It was, I mean, you know, we, we took a couple wins, not very many though. And it was through that process that Jacob got involved. In fact, our third date was here at North Church, but we knew that there was a shift coming. There was something on the horizon and it really boiled down to being in community and meeting people right where they were at, to forming relationships even in our brokenness, and seeing what God was doing in and through that.
1: Although Kim said that there's something about communities, and we showed up and we talked about it, it was the relationships I formed right away, the people that connected me. I, I never had read the Bible. I never had done anything. And so for the first time, we go through our premarital training and we're opening our scripture. And at this point, we, we kept on saying yes. And we kept on saying yes. And we started to to grow in our faith. And we started to ask big questions and say, hey, what does God have for us next? And we we served for a number of years, and each moment we just said yes. And we
2: knew that God had a big yes for us, but we weren't exactly sure what that big yes was. And North Church has always been about cultivating, educating, growing disciples Mm -hmm. and leaders, and we were able to take part in the Spokane Ministry Institute, which gave us tools that we otherwise wouldn't have had. And we were able to see that God's calling in our life was big it was going to be instrumental and that yes he does move mountains and we were going to get to take a part in that.
1: The Kim and I journey we did it together it was a lot of our ministry we did as a team and we've led as a team and uh, even though we were here serving we she served in youth ministry I served in kids ministry it was different but we had an opportunity uh, to look at a community and say what does it look like we believe Jesus radically changes lives we believe it with our heart and so we want to do that we see it changing the face of communities so we prayed about where we would want to go, and we landed in Erie Heights. And what we brought with us was the DNA. It was instilled in us at North Church to, to love people, to encourage, to disciple. Not only that is to release leaders, is to raise someone up to see the potential. Because I sat in Pastor Mike's office one day, and he looked at me, and he says, Jacob, and this is, had never opened my Bible, had never done any ministry. He says, I see something in you. You're going to be a pastor someday. That was six years later before I got licensed. And it was seeing something in someone else, and Kim and I are blessed right now. We've been raising up our own leaders. We're going to plant a young couple in Davenport, and they're willing to say yes. And so the the DNA that was uh, from Life Center planting this church and the DNA that's continued to trans us and us to plant in another community, man, what a journey it's been. And we just thank you for all being part of it, saying yes to God together. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Jacob left me. Yeah. Thank you, thank you guys so much. It it means a lot that you would not do your Sunday morning service and come and hang out with us and share that. It means a lot. I love you guys. Well, uh, let me just before I move on, let me just see the hands of those of you who have been a part of when we were at the theater. You remember that? You went there. You were a part of that. Yeah, way to go, God. We thank you, God, for those years. Well, in 2011, I came to work one day and saw an eviction notice posted on the door of the theater. And something stirred in me and led me to believe that we were moving on. And uh, we, uh, we, ra- we were at that point in the life of the church where we had to raise money. We had to move. We had to find a new place. And let me tell you, it was hard, especially if you're committed to stay inside the, the kind of the city corridor and not move out back to the suburbs, and so uh, this came available, but it, it meant we had to raise two million dollars. It was after the kind of the global recession; the economy was still recovering. We had never entered into a fundraising thing, and uh, and yet the, the leaders and the church, uh, the church membership uh, here at North Church just rose to the occasion, and we were able to give sacrificially and pray and fast and and be able to raise the money needed to move into this place, and so as we sit in this place and we kind of walk around and see the kids ministry and all that, man, it was, it didn't come easy. It came through many people who really stepped into some pretty deep sacrifices in their life to make this happen, and we are so grateful for that. So in Easter of 2012, we moved in, did our first service here, and it's been seven and a half years, and it's, since we've been here, and it's just been phenomenal. I mean, we've launched four churches out of here. The Heights is one of them. Hilliard Life is another. Addie Foursquare was another. And then the Friendship Church was another. And the Friendship Church, for those of you who may not know, is a special needs church that we launched out of this church. They meet, they're thriving uh, there under Project ID in the valley. And uh, it's, it's a, a group of people that were launched out from here. So as I look back over the past seven years, what I really recognize in this kind of, you know, if you'll notice, I'm kind of doing these three kind of movements that have happened within our church, and and each one has these markings and these things that have started. And one of the things that uh, really started here since we've been here the last seven years is just a deepening of disciples, disciples who would make disciples, really trying to uh, develop that missionary mentality in every person who's a Christ follower to say, I'm not called to just sit and watch. I am called to be a part of this grand story that God is telling and that each one of us have a mission. We have an assignment with our name on it. We have spiritual gifts that have been invested in us. And uh, so we've seen that happen here. We launched Rooted, Rooted, Rooted as a 10-week discipleship journey, but it wasn't just here. We were able to facilitate and and help and assist and resource 15 other churches in our region to launch their own Rooted programs and to get people uh, to a point where they not only have this experience with God, but they get into the city and they begin to love the city in, in a fresh new way. And so we've seen more partnership than ever as we've been here, partnering with nonprofits, reaching out to the various vulnerable populations of our city, homelessness, special needs, welcoming the refugees, serving widows and orphans, and and giving to those things. Our global partnership around the world uh, happened here since we've been here, really uh, grew exponentially. We were able to help participate in a church plant, in a village in Africa, and in, in uh, Senegal, Africa, and, of course, recently been working in North Sumatra. But God has used something uh, dynamically that we would never have expected, and that is that uh, this thing called the PNW movement, that as we have collaborated and formed partnerships with various churches and nonprofits, we see God doing something amazing into the future, by collaboration of church planting. Um, I just wanna thank God for all those cool and amazing things he has done through this place. Uh, But I never want to lose sight of the fact that every life matters. It's not about all the big stuff. It's not about the things that have been launched. It's not even about the collaborations of the church plants per se. It's It's about Jesus changing individual lives jesus changing the trajectory of a whole family it's jesus and his grace and his power is just as real today as it ever has been the thrift family is a great example of that they started coming here while we've been at this facility and uh, they are such great examples reaching out and serving homeless men uh reaching uh in in the church and serving in various places in in our church Serving in the sound ministry, Steve does. Last weekend, we were up in the green room, and Steve was just talking about how God changed his life here. He gave his heart to Christ, and he was just saying, I'm so thankful that this is a place where I can grow, where people can grow. And uh, we've seen the thrifts grow so much. And Rebecca is uh, the thrift's daughter, um, Steve and Nicole's daughter, and she has been phenomenal watching her grow, through youth ministry, and now as a college student, and has come even on our staff serving in our kids' ministry, and I I want her to tell you a little of her story, so let's watch this video.
5: I started attending North Church like 2012 or 2013, um, and it was... After my grandpa died, um, and we, my mom and I, we were kind of looking for a church, because she had kind of went to a lot of different churches that weren't, didn't really feel like home, and I hadn't really grown up in church, other than I would go sometimes with my grandma to Sunday school, Um, but so around, I think it was 2012, I kind of just asked my mom, I was like, let's try to find a church, and so we had a, one of her friends invited her, and then we started kind of attending consistently at that time started coming with a friend to youth group sometimes but it was very casual um, and I didn't I don't think I was really um, invested as much so I was in a pretty lengthy relationship when I was very young um, and that ended my junior year um, my mom sat me down at my Birthday dinner of all places, but and just told me, looked me straight in the eyes, and said, I have not seen you happy and I have not seen you smile in so long. And she was in tears, and I didn't even realize that that had been the case. So, after the birthday dinner, um, I went to winter camp with North Church Youth Group, and that was the first time that I had ever risen my hands in worship. And so, that's one thing that just was really impactful for me because. I kind of always, with worship, I looked around and I was like, I don't know if this is for me, like raising my hands, it always made me feel kind of uncomfortable, because I didn't know if that was okay for me to do, it's like, I don't know, if, like all these other people can do it, but I don't know if that's okay for me to do, um, but one of my friends, um, who I still keep in touch with, she just was really encouraging, I was like, just try it, and if you don't like it, you don't have to do it again, but just try it, and it can be really last song of winter camp, he kind of, the speaker just said, um, I can feel that some of you out there are just holding back and you're not giving all to God and you're hurting and you're confused and you're lost. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she's talking to me. Um, and so I, I walked up there and I got on my knees and just rose my hands. And that was the first time I think in my journey that I let everything go. Um, And so that was just really powerful and impactful to see like, I was still throughout that, I was still in my faith and growing, but I wasn't growing near as much as I even knew that I could. Um, So that was a really cool moment of me just being able to like really give everything to God, not just half. It was nice to have support of the people in youth group and my leaders throughout that time. that's been really impactful in my life, just knowing that I have a community of people here that love me and want to check in on me and encourage me in my faith.
0: I love that. We are proud of you, Becca. That is so cool. God has been working uh, powerfully in the life of so many young people, our kids and youth and young adult ministries, changing lives. And a few years ago, after we moved into this building, God gave Pastor Nate a vision for a citywide movement called Greater Than. And now with the partnership of scores of churches and nonprofits all coming together, thousands of youth and college students in our region have been challenged to walk closer to God and walk in sexual purity. I love what God is doing in the younger generation because it's that generation that needs to reach their generation. I see more young leaders burning bright with a vision that God has placed in their heart. And they're reaching out. And as I look at the staff right now, our particular staff right now, a lot of younger people, and yet they are not novices. They are sharp people. They are wiser uh, than you would think for their age. And uh, just that this is a safe place for people to grow in their pastoral leadership is awesome. It's awesome. God is just not finished with us yet. And today, this is a pause where we come together. It's an important time to come together after these amount of years and just say thank you to God, to give him all of the glory for what has happened in every generation, in the older, in the middle-aged, in the younger, and in our children. This is a multi-generational church, and I love that, that we get to learn from each other and be humble and to walk together. In community, Psalm 145 says, I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord, he is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts, let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. That's what we're doing today. We're just telling stories, right? We're telling stories and we're giving God the glory for it. As we look forward... We're going to continue to raise up new leaders and plant churches. We're going to continue to bring residents onto our staff and grow them up into pastors. We'll continue to, to uh, reach into our city in practical ways, serving some of the most vulnerable. We'll continue to reach out around the world. And we'll ask people to come and see that God is good. And we'll continue to grow and go outside the walls of this place. And we'll see people grow up in their faith, and we'll reach this broken world with the light of Christ. God has a plan for us in these next 20 years, He's not finished with us. There are over 500,000 people in our surrounding area who still do not know Jesus. The work is not done. Jesus came to bring abundant life. He came to bind up broken hearts. He came to give sight to the blind. He came to heal the sick. And his blessings won't stop now. How many of you are ready for that next chapter of our journey together? How many of you believe that God is not done with us yet? That his blessings won't stop now? that we will stand back years later and be part of some great stories that are yet to be told. I want to invite you to stand with me right now as we sing this new song and declare it together over our lives, over our church, and over our city. Let's sing.
4: We're trusting you, God, for big things. God, we see miracles move over the years. God, and we're trusting you. We're believing you, God, that you're not done with us yet. God, that the best is yet to come. God, we're believing that you're going to move in our lives. God, we're believing that you're going to move in this church and you're going to move in this city. God, that you're going to move in our, world, in our world, God. God, we need you. God, we see breakthrough coming in this place. Come on, would you sing?
0: Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 God is good. Let's just thank him again. Father, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Well, hey, we have uh, a photo booth that's out there by the balloons. Uh, get a photo. There's cupcakes, one with your name on it, out there for you. And uh, if you're new to the church, love to meet you right over here by this monitor called First Connect. Just a couple moments. And if you need prayer, our prayer team is over on this side. God bless you. Thanks for coming. What a great day. We'll see you next week.